0: Hey, we were having our conversation about TV numbers for the NFL. Yes. The 2021 NFL regular season. This was just released. Sorry, I took a bite of one of those crumb cookies during the break. Pretty good, huh? Oh my gosh. Um, and they're a day old, and they're still amazing. But the 2021 regular season averaged 17 million viewers. It was the highest regular season average since 2015. NFL games accounted for 91 of the top 100 most watched telecasts on TV. Let me tell you that again. NFL games, if you looked at the 100 most watched shows on TV. Yep, in the year 2021. 91 of those 100 Were NFL games.
1: And how many were college football?
0: I don't have that information. But
1: I'm guessing that a couple of those were college football.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that Michigan-Ohio State game absolutely Had to be, right? Throughout the season, there were 370 billion total minutes consumed of the National Football League. Unstinking, believable.
1: Yeah, that's uh, how you say
0: dominance. <laughs> Absolute dominance.
1: Hey, will you just I don't know, sticky note that somewhere, and whenever we have uh, our think piece on what the NFL needs to fix, can we come back to that? Yeah, exactly.
0: Just couple, <laughs> keep that somewhere close. Keep- that's unbelievable. All right, couple of quick tweets, then we'll get to uh, Porter Moser. Haven't heard. We haven't talked much about the tough loss last night for OU in Austin, nor have we really talked much college basketball. Today's show has kind of become a a playoff expansion, refreshing to get any portal news. You know, we were debating yesterday. I've got a couple of buddies that cover USC. I'll just throw it out there as a question. You guys can hit me up at Plank Show at Josh on Ref. Do you guys want a guest to come on and talk about things at USC or no? I mean, I don't really care one way or the other. But it's just with some of the portal things, is it, and and it's, they're good guests. I mean, is it better just, in my mindset, I've been on team, we're moving on anyway. But, you know, with the Caleb Williams portal rumors and Mario Williams too, I mean, is it worth it to bring on a guy from SoCal or no? <laughs> Here, as the producer of this show, Josh, uh, kind of what's your thoughts on it? I think it might be interesting, but I don't want people getting mad and triggered because we have a USC guest on. My hmm.
1: thought is everybody's going to tell us that they they don't want us to do that, but in fact, they would listen to the USC guest. That's my that's my thought. But right. again,
0: what if Lincoln says he'll come on?
1: Oh, we'll do. Then we'll be the highest rated <laughs> show in the market. <laughs> A uh,
0: couple of quick tweets. This one from Trey who writes, There's no guarantee that if the playoff was 12 teams, that the same two teams would be in the same final. Let me reread that because I kind of botched it. There's no guarantee that if the playoff was 12 teams, that the same two teams would be in the final. So you think... If it had been 12 teams since the year 2000 that the SEC would have the same amount of titles? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. In fact, they might have more. In in recent memory, yeah, probably. But no. early uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's a hypothetical situation. Right? We could go back and do 12 teams from about you know, 2000 on and probably have a show a day for the next year of debating what would have happened
1: who's been left out that you feel like legitimately was good enough to win a national championship oklahoma state in 11 right could have in a standalone game beaten i think either alabama or lsu correct i
0: mean outside of that who there you know it's kind of an interesting conversation to be had but it's, it's one probably that, some sec teams that got left out well, and that's my other thought you know there are a lot of times when you know you go back no sean moreno i was listening to him last night the former georgia running back and yeah. he's like "We he had we had two teams that we thought should have had a shot at winning a national title but only two teams went whenever he was in college mm-hmm. so maybe georgia has a few more maybe oklahoma is one of those teams i mean i'm I would love to have seen what happened if that twenty that team last year would have got a shot. They were playing really good football down the stretch. Really good football. Would
1: oh one Oklahoma have made it in? Probably not.
0: Boy, that team was so good. What was was it? Texas and no, it wasn't Texas that year. It was A&M. Nebraska. Oh, the Miami. Nebraska. That's right, the, the Nebraska game. Gosh, it's a great question.
1: I don't know that they were good enough to beat that Miami team.
0: No. But it would have been, at the very least, it would have been interesting. I don't know. And and the other thing that is very frustrating with something like this is we don't know how healthy teams would have stayed either. You can't factor in injuries. And one more from Casey Pinger writes, I believe even the casual fan was a bit excited to not have to hear a Bama fan run around the office on Tuesday gloating once again. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Hence the tears. That's
1: Can I read you a couple of messages off the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Sure, you
0: can. 405-651-3439.
1: I love this is about Javili. I love the sound of his NFL affiliation. Recruiting gold. But why is there a corner in the portal? Did he think he couldn't play? Talking about Latrell McCutcheon. I don't know that we have a good this is why he's in the portal yet.
0: I I do think that one thing with Latrell McCutcheon – you know, it, it, again, I don't know if this is all copy and paste, but if you say, thank you, Haley. You're Got a new sponsor for the 11 o'clock hour. What's up, Roof Tech? Anytime that it allows Haley to walk into studio, let's go. Um, but I don't know, dude. It's The Latrell McCutcheon thing is weird because you would think of all the guys who could probably benefit. Latrell might be that dude, but okay. Okay. Why is there a court? And maybe he didn't know. Maybe he hasn't had a chance to talk to Jay Valai yet. Maybe once he talks to Jay Valai, he it goes one of two ways. Maybe Jay Valai goes, man, this dude is soft. I don't want him around here. Or maybe Jay Valai goes, I want to do whatever I can to keep him around. I don't know. Guys go in the portal a bazillion different reasons. Sure they do. But I, I, that's not an indicator one way or the other to me.
1: Which lineback, linebacker from o, uh, Excuse me, from Alabama were we talking about? Th- this texter says, yes. Drew Sanders. W- was an OU commit, yes.
0: Drew Sanders, 24 tackles last year, a sack for quarterback Currys, and two pass breakups.
1: One more on uh, Arch Manning. Going back to Arch Manning, he has no presence on social media. His dad, Cooper, and granddad, Archie, have said they – Think it will detract from his football focus, per my friend in Oxford, Mississippi, who went to Ole Miss.
0: So he's not on social media at all? Is that what they're saying? Uh, it sounds like that, yeah. Definitely that Twitter account is fake. I think he is on um, Twitter, but I, I, I sure know that I fell for the fake one last night. <laughs> Hour three of the Plank Show. It's proudly brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 40 years. Call Josh Tucker at Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs at 405 703 4245. That's 405 703 4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry, and they're regulated by the Oklahoma Construction Industries Board. Give them a chance, give them a call. Roof Tech of Oklahoma. And Love it, and it's Haley's client, and Haley's awesome. So go support him. Welcome aboard, Roof. Tech. Do you um? All right, here, here's a question. We've got a couple calls at three two nine nine thousand. If you want to jump in, we have got a few more texts. We can get a few more tweets. We can hit. I've got Porter Moser waiting. Yeah, got, we need to uh, talk
1: you basketball. We got
0: we got Darienoka in the. If I can find a dongle, we've got Noka coming up. Do you have a dongle by chance? A dongle? Yes, it's what adapts. From my fancy new phone <laughs> yeah. to allow me to plug something into it. This is the this is the drawback of having a fancy yeah, new phone. Y- yeah, you got to buy like I need a different right. adapters. Yeah, I take appliances. It um, or we can get David in here. It's up to you. You want to get you want to slide David right into the front of the line. We the people enjoy the people. Let's let's talk to David. All right, let's go. What's going
1: on,
2: David? Hey, am I on now? Yes, you're on the. What's air? up? Hey, guys, uh, just something really quick on this uh, McCutcheon and uh, new, the new DB coach. Uh, what I've heard on that is that uh, Jay Belai was the defensive back coach at Texas during the recruitment of McCutcheon, and Texas did not recruit him at all. He was right there in Austin, wanted, you know was least interested in going to Texas. Valai would not even recruit him, and in his little cryptic, uh, tran- uh transfer or portals announcement yesterday he said something about the coaching staff changes and events going on at uh, the university of oklahoma which right. i thought was a little strange well then i we uh, we heard we learned yesterday that of course that uh, the coach that he was upset with at texas for not recruiting him is jay valais i so thought I he was committed
0: does. to texas wasn't he committed to Texas and then Oklahoma believe, flipped
2: no. him? Oh, okay. Nope. Right. I don't believe it was him because he was – his statement was, I was not recruited by Texas, and they did not think I was good enough to play there. Huh. So, he's, I think he's thinking this coach doesn't think I'm good enough, so I'm going to go somewhere where I at least start out with a clean slate and not any preconceived notions.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate the phone call. I. All right. I had always thought that he had that, uh, a, a Texas offer, and then he got hurt, and that's kind of where things went south for him. I know A&M was all over him. But he did tweet yesterday. Um, he did tweet yesterday. Had been committed to Alabama. Okay. He tweeted yesterday, um, I see this Austin area code phone number attached to my cell phone magically got in the phones of everybody yesterday. Please stop it with the UT talk. Y'all know where my mind at with that school. Very much sick of hearing about it. Okay. Maybe so. Oh, thank you, I believe, Crimson, for passing that along. I never thought he was going to Texas anyway, uh, at least this year. But I thought I thought he had a Texas offer. Maybe it was the Alabama one I was thinking of.
1: Yeah. No, Uh. sounds like there is – some hard feelings that uh, exist there. I can't blame
0: them, but if you're going Listen, if I if I allowed anyone who thought that I suck at this to bring me down and not work harder or not show them, then I would not be doing radio right now. I mean, it's just it's a reality that if if you didn't get an offer for from them, then That's fine. You went out and you proved that you were worthy of it, or at least I think you have, and you got a chance to go play for Oklahoma while you had Alabama there too. Who cares? I I guess in this instance, it's in his mind, Jay Vliet told him he's not good enough, I guess, and it doesn't matter that Brent Venables is there now. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. Drummer Dad writes, I think you're thinking of Joshua Eaton. i may. I mean, all of these corners that haven't met expectations yet, you're right. They kind of mesh together for me. If it's, There's a lot of recruitments to keep track of. Yeah, if it's Latrell McCutcheon or Joshua Eaton or whomever, I don't sit here and pretend to be Parker or McQuistion or any one of those people. But, yeah, I just I, – have they starred yet in a Sooner uniform? No. Would I love to see Josh Eaton get more of an opportunity? Yeah, I would. And
1: Latrell McCutcheon was somebody that came to OU with, I would say, I'm not going to say super lofty expectations, but there was some buzz about Latrell McCutcheon. So you I, look I th- great in camp, look great in a uniform, started a couple of a, games. A disappointing loss for Oklahoma, but, hey, on to the
0: next. It's okay. Um, wow, it's already 11:17. right, Porter Moser, when we come back. The um, – this is interesting. Five of the ten most watched NFL games this year were Cowboy games, including the top two: Raiders Cowboys on Thanksgiving, forty point eight million; Cowboys Chiefs in Week Eleven, twenty eight point seven mil. Boy, what an anomaly that Cowboys Raiders game looks like in this! It's it's almost like a radio trend where you're like, "Whoa, what happened that month?" Forty point eight million viewers, unreal. Thanksgiving, baby. Put the Raiders and Cowboys on Thanksgiving every year. All right, we'll take a timeout. It's 11-18 right here on The Ref. When we come back, Porter Moser from last night right here on The Plank Show.
3: In our postgame interview with Porter Moser is always brought to you by OU Health. Uh, coach, just felt like it was hard for you to find a streak tonight where you could threaten them. No, there was a lot of things that were hard, and uh, just disappointed. that um, We've been a high assist team all all year. We've just faced two elite defenses, and our, our response to Texas's defense was to um, just dribble an attack into their, into their other defense, and we, thus creating turnovers. We had seven assists tonight. That's not us. Um, we've been moving it and sharing it. We've been one of the highest offensive efficiency teams in the country, and our response of of entry passes was just put our head down and dribble. And that's not what we do. And um that very very disappointed. I thought Texas came out and played like they just lost a game, and uh, they came out fighting like they would in this league. And uh, you know I thought we were we were in. You we were kind of we came out of a timeout. It was 11, and we were trying. Well, we just kept on saying we can get this thing to single digits, and we just couldn't get over the hump. And uh, you got to give them credit, um, but just very disappointed on us up front and our guard plate getting into offense. They were able to take Tanner kind of out of the flow of the offense tonight. What were they doing there? Well, I'm disappointed too. I and mean, just talked to him about it. He got a foul in the first 10 seconds, and then he played like it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, they they they, they attacked him and and drew a foul, and people are going to come after you. But you can't play the rest of the game like the like the, like you played. And uh, you know, all of them. We got to play a lot tougher. We got to play a lot tougher uh, than we did tonight. Tried a couple of things in the second half, including the 1 3 1 zone. Uh, how'd you feel like that helped you? You know, we got, we got a stop or two in there, and then they, the third time they got us, we got two stops the first two times, but, you know, we were just trying to change momentum yeah. and, and, and to, to get some things going. But, um, you know, I, again, it, it comes down to our turnovers and the, the seven assists, 17 turnovers. That You know, we've been at high assists, and when you get high assists, the ball gets moving, it gets entered, it gets going, it gets going, and we couldn't enter it, we couldn't get a catch, and and we just put, our answer was put our head down. And we got to work harder to get catches because once we got into our offense, some good things happened. But we had so many possessions where we didn't get into the offense. And I'll tell you, it starts with me, but we, we really got to, you know, worked on that toughness out front.
0: Porter Moser post game last night after Oklahoma's 66 52 loss to Texas. Good question on Twitter. Um, And I'm sorry, Sooner J.J., if I made it appear as if Porter was actually going to be on with us. Maybe tomorrow. Um, Friday, Matty Williams is coming on the show. Nice. And there is a chance Tanner Groves comes on tomorrow. We're keeping our fingers crossed. The confirmation had been made that he'll come on. It's just a matter of which day. But this is a good question from Sooner J.J. What does Marvin Johnson have to do to get minutes? He's just wasting his best athlete. He told Marvin to practice hard for a couple of weeks and he would get in, which he did and he still doesn't play. You think he should have went to Arkansas? I don't know. He's got to
1: do something with those minutes. He he looked up – I'm not trying to be super critical here, but looked a little lost early in the season when given some opportunities. I think they've got their nine-band rotation. Yeah, and then you know what it is? is—is Marvin Johnson might have a world of potential, but early in the season when it doesn't quite click like that, now the rotation's sort of set. You, you've got some guys that eight, nine deep you feel feel you can trust in, and in Big 12 play, once you get to this portion of the schedule, man, it's hard to deviate away sure. from that. It's It's when you're – as uh, Kevin Henry likes to say, there's no rocking chair games. <laughs> when you're in the midst of this thing, man, th- think about the stretch of games OU's played right here. Right. They they go to number one Baylor. They come home for a top 15 Iowa state team. They turn around and go to a top 21 Texas team. Now you've look TCU's maybe, I guess this, the team that's going to finish last in this league. We'll, we'll see that remains to be seen, but Going to TCU is not just some chalk it up, you're going to go win that game. And then you come home to play Kansas. I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities to, at this stage, tinker with your rotations in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I think and while you want to develop death, I think Shagwa, Groves, Nolan, and Cortez are going to be your four off the bench. And I like the Eastern Illinois transfer a lot, but it might be tough for him to get minutes. Dead, incredible athlete. He's right, 6'5", 184. Absolute beast of a dude, but... And I'm sure, look, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out. He's probably a
1: little frustrated with the situation. I bet he is.
0: I bet he is. He, he's played one minute in uh, the three games in 2022, and the most minutes he played in a game was nine against UTSA. I'm sure he's frustrated, but you know, well, to me, Porter Moser doesn't seem like a guy that's just going to say uh well no one ever is going to get an opportunity. Keep practicing hard, keep grinding, you're going to get an opportunity. Just not a good night last night oh, for OU period.
1: At Texas though. I mean Did you
0: watch or did oh, I yeah. listened. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I watched the whole thing. I mean, turnovers were a big problem for Oklahoma in this game. How many did they finish with? Yeah, 17 uh turnovers in this game. And what was the stat that you shared that Texas was undefeated when they get 8 or more steals? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that definitely. Yeah, they had that definitely happened last night. Texas had eleven steals. Oh, you didn't shoot it well. No, uh, Yemoja Gibson made the one three, and that was it. One out of thirteen from downtown. Uh, left some opportunities at the foul line too. Missed nine free throws there. So, it just man, it really, it was a totally forgettable night. Oh, you shot forty percent overall from the floor, and this comes on the heels of shooting. at Baylor, 61.7% versus Iowa State, just 40.4% against Texas. And Yamoja Gibson, who had led Oklahoma over the last five games with an average of 16.4 points, just seven against Texas. And you mentioned Tanner Groves really, really struggled in this game, had some early foul trouble with a couple of early quick ones. And then I think uh, it was that late dunk was – like the only bucket he had scored really all night.
0: yeah tough one. Thanks for the uh, tweet good question sooner JJ I don't you know it's no rocking chair games as you brought up, even if you guys want to try to theorize that Oklahoma State's not as good as they once were in Kansas State is is off. Oklahoma's never played well in Manhattan. And it's a rivalry game against Oklahoma State, so you're always going to get their best shot.
1: Well, and Likely's a, a nice player. It's it's not like they don't have some talent over there. You
0: got nine teams that you're going to play twice that are going to give you everything they've got. And trust me, TCU, even though they lost their Big 12 opener, is no joke. They're 10-2. So, I'm, I'm with you. Um, boy, I, I didn't realize how passionate some people were about the Latrell McCutcheon saga. It wow. has generated a response, huh? I got uh, lit up by a few people. No, it was... Heck, you're taking Josh E dummy he doesn't like this guy. Can I just make this point real quick? I, I've I've got an it's not really an analogy, but it's can I give you a story time with Chris Plank? <laughs> I love story time. It's been a while since we've had, had story one. time. So, and this involves actually one of uh, a guy connected with the ref, John Phillips, who is the boss in Tulsa. So, and this this falls in line with the whole, well, he did. Latrell McCutcheon didn't like how he was treated whenever he was being recruited. I get it. I understand it. But you you got got a chance to play here. You know, this is pretty enticing with Brent Venables coming in and the corners that he sent to the league, even if he's not a cornerbacks coach, watching NFL game on Sunday. Guys like A.J. Terrell. Guys like, when he's healthy, Trayvon Mullen. I mean, there's secondary dudes that are playing in the league, from Vanderbilt. So, that, just that—that's kind of my basis of this, where you're like, if—if if it's still being angry about the way that things went down, with how you were recruited at Texas, when John Phillips got hired as the head coach, if you will, of iHeart Media in Tulsa, the morning show there, the Big Mad Morning Show, KMOD every single morning, made his life living hell when he was the general manager at the opposing st- station. They, uh, He ran for school board. And they, I mean, you, I, John, you can help refresh my memory, but they would take down his signs. They would have their listeners go because he was the general manager of the station that was competing with them, Right. So, what do you do when you're a morning shock jock everybody? You go and you try to make it as fun confront well, this wasn't fun. As confrontational as you can. What if when what if when John Phillips became the general manager at IHOP Tulsa after being the guy across the street decided these people were rude, they were terrible to me, uh f them, I want them out. He could have easily done it, probably, even though they were killing in the ratings. He was a boss. What did he do? He's like, you know what? They're pretty good. I um, That's part of competition. I'm going to put all this aside, and I'm going to give every resource I have to making this show and this station as powerful as possible. And, and at one, he was right, and they've been number one in the ratings forever up in Tulsa. Ooh. W2. Um <laughs> what if what if this isn't a scenario where Jay Valai realizes, you know what? Impress, kid. Let's see what we can do. Prove me wrong. Go out and make it happen. If if you're going to if you're going to hold these kind of grudges and I I'm not going to pretend to know how brutal it got judging by some of the things his dad has said on social media, they may have just been done with Oklahoma to begin with. But you were mad at Oklahoma's coaching staff. You're mad at Jay Vali? I mean, you were pouting on the bench on some – you know you were this year. A coach had to come over and kind of give you the old, come on, it's going to be – we need you. You're going to be okay. I, th- I think you're looking at a situation that could be very beneficial if you're wanted, which I assume you are, based on the lack of depth at corner, and if you're willing to give it a shot. If everyone decides because someone didn't do a thing – That they liked, that they were just done with them, then nobody would be talking to anyone at all. And if my man, John Phillips, can look past guys trying to implode his run towards being a member of the school board, I, I think the way that the recruiting, a very competitive recruiting process plays out, it's okay to say, man, I'm, I mean, look, look around this defense right now for Oklahoma. Just, I'm talking personnel. Who's your leader? Who's your leader? Undecided. Right. You got a chance to be that guy. We all love Danny Stutzman because I don't know, Johnny Baseball tweets incessantly about him and 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 he's an awesome dude and he's And it does look like at corner
1: you've got DJ Graham and Woody Washington sort of as established sure. starters but sure. now you got a
0: new coach. And neither one of them could stay on the field last year because of health issues. Sure. Yep. Good point. Right? I just I think This is, to me, and and who knows? Maybe Latrell McCutcheon makes me look like a fool and he goes to Bama or Clemson or wherever and stars. But I just, I think he's got a golden opportunity to be something really special here at Oklahoma. I really do. And if you're upset about the past, bro, the past is the past. This is a chance to wipe a whole slate clean and start anew. I'm bringing this all up because I'm a fan of his, right? And you might say, oh, you really don't sound like it. No, no, no. Look at the measurables. Look at the, in- look at the possibilities. Look at the intangibles. I like his attitude. Sometimes. It's just I want to – I don't think the answer is always to say, well, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to go somewhere else. Especially this late in the game. I mean, this is, this is going to be a tough time. And, oh, by the way, if you would have gone to Alabama, you would have ended up playing for Javali anyway. So, I'm not going to pretend to understand it. I just know I've seen situations where people have said much worse things about other people and they still work together and have incredible success. I think for everyone's like, well, he, he said this and he's that's fine. I understand it. But kind of even like Caleb, I think this is your best situation right now. You want to go out to USC and get your head kicked in because their offensive line is terrible, go do it. But you want to win games? I think Norman's the place for you. TED talk over. My simple question
1: would be just this. Go ahead. And let me preface it by saying, I understand the the frustration. I actually totally get the hard
0: feelings from the recruitment. Oh, I'm not saying that it's not wrong. But I also think there's a point where if you're going to I mean, think about the draft process. How many terrible things people are going to say about you? Yeah, they're going to come at you in in, in the draft process. They're going to try and
1: say things and, and ask you questions that are designed to tick you off a little bit or mm-hmm. make you uh, push your buttons a little bit. My, my simple question, though, would be this. Go ahead. With the understanding that I totally get where there, there could be some hard feelings from that, and maybe that's not a working relationship that that, that would fit for you. Have you had a conversation with Jay Valai since he's been hired? Or since you found out that he's going to be hired at Oklahoma. Because before you make any sort of informed decision, have a conversation. Just one. And if you come out of the conversation and it, it doesn't work for you, totally get it. Best of luck in the future. But you owe Oklahoma a conversation, I feel like.
0: All right. It is 1138 News. According to Josh, is coming up next. Again, as we sit here on KREF on this Wednesday morning. There is no news from the portal. We know that Alabama had a handful of guys go in last night, including former Oklahoma commit and linebacker Drew Sanders, along with offensive lineman Tommy Brown and backup quarterback Paul Tyson, along with preseason All-SEC tight end Jaleel Billingsley. So Alabama gets hit eh, relatively hard. Seven guys in the portal last night. Uh, Georgia had Amir Speed and Jalen Johnson enter the portal as well. Defensive backs, Speed started three games, 13 tackles. Johnson, a wide receiver, three catches for 29 yards in 14 games. News is next on The Plank Show. This uh, show, for kind of being eclectic in the topics that we've got into today, has flown by. I mean, literally, every time I look down, I'm like, okay, I got. Oh, we're not going to get to the Dari cut, even though I can't play it anyway. Don't tell the
1: audience that. We're saving it for tomorrow. For
0: tomorrow's show before I go buy a dongle. Who knew Who knew all this technology? The word I
1: dongle mean? makes me uncomfortable.
0: I agree. There's got to be a better way. Is that, I, I wonder, too, if Toby made that up, and so now I'm saying it all and it's not even a real <laughs> thing. He's he's, he's led called, us astray. He's called it a dongle, and it's not really a thing. Um, can I make a prediction about a guy who I think is going to get a head coach's job real quick before you start the news? Yeah. I would get to know the name Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is to offense what Brandon Staley was last season to defense. He's 38 years old. He has been with the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, he's been with the Niners since 17. He's been with Kyle Shanahan, I want to say, since Shanahan started as a coach. Uh, Because he was with the Washington football team as an assistant with Mike Shanahan. He definitely doesn't look the part as somebody once I I was, cause I was reading up on him, listening to some pressers during the break. As as someone said, this dude definitely looks like someone who is freestyling on your back porch during the cookout. But I'm just, you know, last year I kind of thought Staley came out of nowhere as a head coach candidate, I think Mike McDaniel is a guy that a lot of NFL teams are going to be talking about. And keep an eye on the 38-year-old. I don't know if his ter- he's technically the offensive coordinator this year, but he's been the run game coordinator. He's been a wide receivers coach. Um, he and Dan Soder are best friends, who's a great comedian. I just think he's going to be a name to keep an eye on, Josh Helmer. Wouldn't surprise me to see him in a place like Miami at all. I think hmm. he'd be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Prediction uh, the dongle is real, by the way. Oh, is it? Via the text line. Okay. I just want to make sure. Because you never know, Toby could be calling it a dongle and just laughing every single time he hears me say it.
1: All right, Josh, let's it's get like, some news in here. It's like we? friendle.
0: I'm friendle, all right. He's just a made, made up word. Up. <laughs> all right, news time.
1: Let's go. News uh, brought to you by Rooftech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 40 years. called Josh Tucker at Rooftech for all of your roofing needs at 405-703-4245. That's
0: 405-703-4245. Where do you want to start on this Wednesday morning, Josh Helmer?
1: Uh, I'm sad to report that the news yesterday was that Jameson Williams does in fact have a torn ACL.
0: Still projected as one of the top receivers to go in the draft. Let's not forget, Jalen Waddell had a complete Liz Frank injury, or Liz Frank, and still went in the top 10 of the draft. So, wouldn't surprise me to see him still as a top 10, top 15 pick come April what, 22nd, whenever the NFL draft is this year. Vegas, by the way, for the draft this year. Wait, News out of.
1: Colorado. A Denver judge ruled Tuesday the heirs of former Broncos owner Edgar Kaiser Jr. cannot buy back any portion of the franchise as part of a right of first refusal huh. refusal agreement. This clears the way for a potential sale of the Denver Broncos.
0: I uh, I saw this blowing up on the internet last night, and there part of the reason is twofold. Number one. There was a feeling that maybe Jeff Bezos could be a guy interested in the Broncos. Remember, there was buzz about him wanting to join the Washington football team ownership group, but then he couldn't get along with Daniel Snyder. But you see the latest little rumor that's circulating this morning that Peyton, Eli, and Archie Manning get together and decide that they want to purchase with some of their investors the Denver Broncos. And how about this? It went this far. This is how deep this went. I hear Archie and Eli and Peyton have a group of investors ready to buy the Broncos, and their number one goal is to persuade Aaron Rodgers to come play for the Broncos. Well, we went pretty deep in that conspiracy theory, didn't we?
1: Yeah, that would be obviously Perry gigantic. Spencer
0: would be very happy with oh, that.
1: No doubt. I mean, any Broncos fan would Kurt be— Kurt would still complain. Would be very, very happy. We, uh, we've got more of the— college football playoff expansion talk. We sort of opened today with that. Does it sound as though uh, any of those progress – any progress has been made within those talks?
0: I just muted my mic because I had a massive sneeze in the middle of your segment. I – I've subscribed to several theories in life that I hear and I like them and I go with them. The Vince McMahon, hey, if you're not happy here, go wherever you want to be, right? I'm not. I'd love for you to stay. I'd like to, but hey, go, uh, fly and I, away. I kind of subscribe to the Andrew Brandt theory in situations like this. Deadlines spur action. I think probably good for us in our content here on the Plank Show. I think they're going to him and haw and her up around this for a long long time and we'll just sit around and watch from afar. Hey, quickly, we'll Major League it. Baseball
1: Every note. Day. John Lester, three-time World Series champion, 200 game winner, officially says I'm retiring after a very successful 16-year career. Still couldn't throw to first base.
0: That uh, was yes,
1: unsuccessful.
0: Yeah, he uh he was a witch in the postseason, man. He was something else. I liked I like me some John Lester. I guess there was a party that forgot he was still pitching last year. (laughs) I didn't watch a lot of John Lester games in which he was pitching. All right, um, final break, right? Are you good? Anything else you want to add? Got to take a T.O.? Dude, I don't think there is a single thing in the sports world that we didn't hit on during these two hours and 50 minutes. Good luck in trying to top this today, gentlemen. But when we come back – I got to get mobile here. I completely forgot I got a meeting at noon. But when we come back, when we come back, I want to wrap just with – I want to wrap with some final portal thoughts. All right. Sorry, Pastor Adam, I don't have any good news, but I don't necessarily have bad news as we wrap up this edition of The Plank Show. One final time, we're back with you. It
1: is The Plank Show. Josh Elmer, Chris Plank. Here to wrap it up on the home of Sooner fans, this hour, of course, brought to you by Rooftech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 40 years. Give Josh Tucker at Rooftech a call for all of your roofing needs, 405 703 42. 45 one final phone call before we head out the door bill has been patiently waiting to join us bill good morning what's on your mind good morning uh
2: what's up bill with jackson Dart coming in do you think they stand a good chance of landing him
4: plank yeah. what do you think yeah don't you think so josh because but here's the thing is how many offers are currently out there because shove Um, Purdy is on campus today, but I mean, if, is this a, all right, we got an offer out here to both you and I don't know if they've offered Jackson Dart yet, Josh, but is this a, whoever takes it first is going to get it kind of a situation? Maybe. Yeah. That, that, Hey, uh,
1: as we get set up for the baton pass here to both Steely and Thune at noon, that would be a, a really good question for Parker. If, uh, if one of these guys commits before the other, does that sort of rule the other one out of play? I, I don't know.
4: Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Bill. But the, and, and the thing is, I've got, I've got a lot of work to do on both of those quarterbacks, right? Um, I've been very impressed with what I've read and watched of Dylan Gabriels. You know, it, I, I heard at the end of Toby's show, someone said, I watched the, the YouTube clips of Dylan Gabriel, and this guy's awesome. Well, I still have yet to see a football player that doesn't look awesome in their YouTube highlights. Any position, any player, anywhere. So you know you got to dig deeper. How has he handled adversity? What was it like whenever, you know, maybe the offense wasn't clicking like it should have? You know, it's, all these things are going to be interesting to follow in a guy like Dylan Gabriel and kind of his progression. Same thing with the Jackson Dart and the the the, the Chuba, Purdy of the world. So I don't I don't know if it's a first come first serve. I mean, how many? Scholarships, what kind of personnel do you want? How many people do you want in that quarterback room? Uh Parker will be all over it. He's back today coming up on the Steel Man and Thune at noon. Josh, before we go, can I just bring this up? Re- regardless of what happens, I've seen a lot of really good things on Twitter, right? From you know, I saw the trauma cushion leave and there wasn't a lot of how dare you, what are you thinking? It's if it's bad news with either Caleb or Mario Williams you don't help any of us by being a jerk so i think maybe take the advice of some of those who have as my mom would always say you get more bees with honey than you do with i don't know like vinegar or something like that i remember but you know it's it's just it's this mindset of you going out there if someone transfers and it's just like recruiting you tweeting at them doesn't help or hurt the process, right, Josh? Well, let me rephrase that. You tweeting at them doesn't help the process. If anything, it hurts it. It cannot help at all. We got to go. Just don't be dumb. This dude in front of me has a trailer of leaves that he hasn't covered, and basically all the leaves are blowing out all over the road. What are you doing, bro? My <laughs> gosh. All right, Steel Man and doing are next. For Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Link. We'll see you live from Cavens tomorrow on The Plank Show.